Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-Back Show right here on PHNX. We are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX. Uh, apparently, that is up for debate for some reason, which is just batshit crazy. But I am joined, at least for the time being, by my vice mayor for now, uh, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Is my is my title in question? I don't know. Well? I don't happening? know. Everything everything is up in the air, Jesse. We got Saul over here having secret meetings that he's not inviting me to. They're talking about uh, bar stuff, which I totally should be involved in. I mean, there's no decisions <laughs> about the bar that should be made without me. And then he's somehow the interim mayor. What does that even mean? No one's even. Th- I've not. I've not been voted out. There's no scandal. There's no nothing. You can't just come in and call yourself an interim mayor. Whatever. Mm. But course i'm glad you guys are here because i know you guys have my back and uh, of course i am your mayor i'm going to still call myself that and this is the phnx d-backs podcast uh tough series lost to the pittsburgh pirates a series that let's be honest we knew was going to be tough but now uh looking back on it it seemed like it was a lot uh a lot closer than it should have been the diamondbacks uh, maybe should have taken this series uh, Mark Melanson blew a save. The Diamondbacks couldn't score any runs really in the final two games, and it leads to a uh, series loss to the Pirates. Uh, any surprises there, Jesse, on uh, on the way this team performed? I mean, I think it's a bit of a surprise to score one run in your last 20 innings of offense, right? Yeah. I mean, the Diamondbacks' offense was was completely MIA for for most of the series. Really, it, you know, really came out well on on Friday. The team looked great. Um, but yeah, obviously the series didn't end the way that, um, that people were hoping it would. The Diamondbacks pitchers showed up, right? But the bat stayed in the hotel room after game one. Um, you know, definitely again, I, we don't know what we're going to get sometimes out of this team after the game one win, uh, Diamondbacks walk away eight to six. It seemed like. Offense was really on a roll. Alec Thomas had two home runs, which was a lot of fun. Uh, But then everything just went ice cold after that. And I don't really can't understand how they collectively as a team struggled so much against Pittsburgh's pitching from that point on. 
The Pirates have been a bit of a, a troublemaking team, Derek, for uh, obviously we've talked about the Dodgers and how the Pirates have actually fared quite well against the Dodgers. They just swept them in a three-game series. So uh, the D-backs aren't, somehow aren't the only team from the NL West that has struggled with the Pittsburgh Pirates. And uh, give the Pirates credit. I mean, they were scrappy in this series. I think their pitching staff is probably a little bit underrated, a little bit underappreciated. Um, seeing what David Bednar did there in the ninth inning was was impressive, I think. Diamondbacks fans are, you know, maybe a, a little bit envious of seeing a closer like that go out and, and do his job as well as Bednar oh, yeah. did in this one. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Diamondbacks uh, were were favored in this series. A lot of people looked at this as a very, very winnable series. It certainly was. And, um, you know, if Melanson's able to do his job yesterday, then in many ways, the Diamondbacks would come away with a successful series, right? I mean, Ooh. two out of three would be a success, but ultimately, um, you know, you could make a case that that, that was the difference here. Um, but you could also make the case that, you know, you got to score more than than one run in the last two games in order to really put yourself in position to succeed. The offense uh, takes its share of the blame here as well. Uh, Mark Melanson, actually, it's his is it his third blown save because he's 11 for 13 he was 11 for 13 coming into this game so i think it's his third blown save i he's think still yesterday would have been yesterday would have been his second blown save i think he i want to say he only had one blown save prior to yesterday okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no you're right yeah. you're right I'm, i apologize i was thinking of that prior to yesterday's game so yeah two blown saves 11 for 13 and save chances tied for fourth in saves so again it's not it's really not about his performance, his production, it's his reliability, right? It's his ability to go out there and put up zeros on the board in the ninth inning, regardless of what the situation is, regardless right. of if it's a save, regardless of if it's a tie. It just doesn't seem like Melanson can go out there and really shut the game down the way that we see other closers and relievers do the same thing. I mean, he's sitting at like a strikeout rate of around 12% or something like that. Um, and and for those who are unaware, the league average is usually around 22%. You strike out about 22% yeah. of hitters. And and Melanson, there just hasn't been much swing and miss for him this season. Uh, the cutter has been less effective and the curveball. Um, I think he's had trouble locating it at times. So, um, yeah, I mean, the Diamondbacks are going to need Melanson to turn things around. 11 for 13, to be fair is is not bad i mean 11 for no. 13 in saves is not is it's really not. not bad um but i think you know you point to what he's done in non-save situations this year um on the whole i mean it's an era of almost seven it, it's really 6. been a pretty rough 7. season 6.87 say, yeah. say it out loud with your chest jesse 6.87 <laughs> that is not a reliable closer it's just not yeah. and again era is such a shitty stat that it really means nothing um at times right i mean at you times, have one yeah. bad game and your era could be ruined and then going forward it's hard to recover and get that era down below three when you've given up you know a six spot in a in a game or five runs in a game right when you're when you're only pitching one inning a game that's it's hard to recover from a, a couple of bad outings but i think the problem here is that melanson just like ian kennedy is kind of a hold your breath situation when they come out Right. Yeah. And that's the part that sucks because those are the guys that the Diamondbacks brought in to elicit the exact opposite reaction from you. The reaction shouldn't be that you hold your breath. You should be, hell yeah, we got to this point in the game. We have a lead and now our guys are going to lock it down. That's definitely not the feeling that the bullpen gives you, at least when you talk about Kennedy and Melanson. 
What's what's interesting is that I think there are some pitchers in this bullpen that people do feel that way about, right? I mean, yes. Joe Mansupply, yeah. we've talked about him a lot. And uh, I know Kyle Nelson gave up a run in this one, but he's been really, really good over the course of the season. So, yeah, it, it's kind of a weird situation where the Diamondbacks middle relievers have been in many ways, everything you could possibly have wanted them to be. I mean, Noe Ramirez has been steady. Joe Mansupply, Kyle Nelson, like I just mentioned, um, they're getting some good production from some of the guys in that bullpen. It's just the fact that the guys at the back end, uh, Ian Kennedy and Mark Melanson, really haven't held up their end of the bargain so far. So I don't know. We don't really have any indications that the Diamondbacks are close to to changing roles around yet. I don't think we're at that point as far as I'm aware, but so it may... It may not be too long. I mean, we'll we'll have to see what what Tori says about uh, this if it continues moving forward. Tori seems a bit calmer and less reactionary this year, even though yeah. we have seen them make a couple of decisions that were very reactionary to one outing. So I don't think that it's going to be that. I think he believes in Melanson. I think he believes that Melanson's still kind of getting back up to a hundred percent from where he was, and and when he um, was out with COVID when he was just, you know, behind as far as, um, you know, his progression to start the year, but now we're just too far in to be saying any longer that this is due to, uh, rust or not having, you know, not having his full ramp up to, to being ready or anything like that. Melanson is is a great, I still think he's a great arm to have in the bullpen. And I'm, I guess controversially, I, I, I don't want to see them all of a sudden snap, you know, uh, lose confidence in him and go elsewhere, right? I, I think that pitching is kind of a mental thing, and at times you kind of have to keep that guy in that role for him to believe in himself and have that confidence. It's just weird because we steep. I, I keep hearing comparisons to Fernando Rodney, and I get it, but these are two different human beings playing on two different teams. Yeah, and unfortunately, I don't. I don't know if Melanson's going to all of a sudden lock in the way that Rodney did that season after his early struggles. And we're going yeah. to see him put up like, you know, the most saves in the league. Who knows? I mean, this team is 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 still outperforming and we can't really. I mean, I guess you could blame blame him for the blown saves. But realistically, one run in 20 innings dating back to game one when they had an explosion of offense in game one is really the reason why they lost the series. You know, they you, yeah. you can say what you want, want about Melanson blowing the save, but the Diamondbacks were lucky to have a lead up one nothing in they the were. ninth inning in game two, to be honest. And they had a couple of situations. Things got close. Things went their way to keep the game that way, but it wasn't a dominant performance, and it's definitely not one of those games that I'm ashamed that they lost. I'm not ashamed that Mark Melanson uh, gave up the, the, the save, but... It's frustrating because those one-run games this season have been very important for this team. Uh, Jesus says, I don't know how this organization can win anymore. I say tear this apart and get a Tampa Rays organization top guy. They seem to figure it out being small market. Get rid of Lavallo and GM. This is the exact type of reactionary thing I'm talking about. This team wasn't <laughs> supposed to be anywhere near 500 this season, and we're talking about firing everybody and tearing it all apart. Tearing what apart? What are we going to tear apart? I just say it. Like, they didn't go out and get a bunch of fucking pieces or something. They're, we're tearing apart a team that they didn't really add much to in free agency and didn't do much with, and yet somehow this team is outperforming last year's team by what? Like 10 games easily at this point, if not more than that? It took them yeah. until July like july 15th to win the number of games that they're up to right now so they're about a month ahead of schedule also they're playing better baseball 
You know, I mean, honestly, in this series, they kept these games close. Nothing got out of hand. And even in the losses, they were still right in it. That's a big, I think that to me is, is a big difference from what we saw from them last year, right? It's the, it's the fact that we have had this team be able to win these close games and not completely lose leads all the time or not be able to come back in games. It's been a much more exciting team to watch. But with that being said, they get shut out in the finale. And unfortunately, it ends a bunch of a uh, bunch of positive streaks the Diamondbacks had going on as well. Uh, Cattell Marte had a career-high 16-game hit streak well as uh, one run in 18, uh, excuse me, uh, they had 37 games with an extra base hit streak snapped on Sunday. So uh, no extra base hits in this one. I think all five hits were singles. Uh, mm. Jesse, most importantly, the scariest stat here, D-backs are now one and eight on Sundays. Wow. I don't know what that, that means, but they are one and eight on Sundays. The only common denominator I can see, Derek, is that Sunday is the one day that we do a live show every single week so maybe it's us derek i don't know i don't don't want to take that kind of responsibility i don't want to take that responsibility (laughs) either but um and just in case we are at fault i think you guys should go get a membership now i don't know how that helps counterbalances it or not but (laughs) you should read our wonderful writing and maybe maybe that's it maybe you need to read more from gophnx.com if you haven't signed up to become a member already i don't know what you're waiting for go sign up not only do we have wonderful stuff from us over here at the d-backs team covering this our overperforming team, right? But we also have the wonderful writings from all of our other staffs, as well as, uh, you know, Espo. He's there too, right? He said he is responsible for somehow taking away my mayoral title. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm upset, but I'm saying I'm, I'm petty and I will hold it against him for a very long time. But again, it doesn't matter what title I hold. Uh, I will still be writing articles over at gophnx.com along with Jesse. If you haven't signed up to become a member already, you can get a free t-shirt uh, being a new use, new, new subscriber, new member uh, from the phnxlocker.com. We have a wonderful variety of t-shirts over there for you to choose from. And actually we're going to give one of those shirts away on this very episode of this show before we wrap up. So make sure to stick around, make sure uh, if you haven't done so already, run over to our social media over at phnx underscore dbacks and uh, participate in our little contest. I can get you in before we pick a winner. But uh, if you're a new member, you'll get your free t-shirt over at phnxlocker.com. No need to win. Uh, if you're not uh, interested in the yearly subscription option, you can get a month to month option and you'll get your first month for just 50 cents. Uh, that 50 cents uh, will get you again, uh, quality month of gophnx.com. If you decide you like us, you want to stick around, maybe you get the annual membership after that. Uh, going back to that last comment, um, the Diamondbacks have absolutely outperformed. So let, let's let's remember that people said this was a team that was going to win 65 games this season, and they're already up to 20, what, 26 games this season. So yeah. they're absolutely outperforming. It's just, again, if, if you expected them to come out and be a World Series contender, I'd, I have no idea what information you were basing that on so uh the diamondbacks though have added to their team because they continue to try to build this infield they try to uh find uh, a solution at third base and they claimed infield cole tucker off waivers from the pittsburgh pirates of all teams uh, and he was optioned to triple a reno he joins josh rojas and merrill kelly as some local arizona guys by the way that are not yeah. uh now on this team so i think the diamondbacks lead the league in guys from arizona Jesse. So I, I'm, I'm really digging that stat. And the former first rounder for the Pirates, 
who has been considered, you know, one of their, uh, one of their not great picks could actually be the answer for the D backs potentially at third base. I mean, yeah, the diamondbacks are just, you know, just looking for opportunities to snatch, um, quality players from other teams, diamonds in the rough that maybe haven't performed elsewhere, but might be able to come over here and find a role that they, that they just can't find, uh, you know, with the team that they're coming from. So, uh, yeah, it's been a rough go for Cole Tucker. He's hitting 175 uh, this season. He does have 63 at bats on the year. Um, on the whole, it's been, it's been a rough, it's been a rough career for, uh, for Cole Tucker. You mentioned, um, you know, being a, a first round pick back in, back in 2014, safe to say things haven't quite panned out to the level that, that he or the pirates have, have been hoping for. But a lot of times Derek, it, you know, a change of scenery can really work wonders. So we'll have to see what, what Cole looks like in Reno. And then, you know, maybe it's only a matter of time before he's up in the big leagues. Brandon Buckingham said he thought Josh Rojas has looked great at third base, and I can't disagree with that. Josh Rojas has yeah. absolutely stepped in and done a better job than any of the other candidates, I think, at not only being consistent, consistently good defensively at, at third base, but also, you know, uh, providing, uh, pr- producing a, a offensively at the plate. I think that's the one thing that they were missing from a couple of their guys. I think Yanni Hernandez did a good job defensively down there, and he had some he had good at bats. I remember Hernandez having some long good at bats, but just not the production really that you're looking to see. So Josh Rojas at least gets them on the board offensively a bit. That was the big issue in the series, though. Uh, offensively, they disappeared yeah. all together. And let's take a look now at the numbers that they put up in this series. Obviously, two wins to one, losing the series to the Pirates. Uh, starting pitching ERA, uh, not terrible. That was pretty <laughs> not good. Terrible. Not terrible for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, really, just this. I think this exemplifies how it, how bad the the offense was for this team, especially that um, hitting with batters and uh, runners in scoring position at, at zero point five nine. Like that's just a clip that you're not gonna win much. You many no. games hitting that right, but uh, relief pitching ERA there obviously the biggest uh the 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 biggest one-sided thing when the diamondbacks relief pitching has given up 8.52 uh runs but again that's honestly a big part of that is uh the starting pitching was so good in this series that the relief pitching really was responsible for the majority of the runs yeah the bullpen struggled in this one um but yeah i mean there are certainly guys who who deserve their credit i thought even zach gallon we haven't touched on him yet i mean six innings two runs on a day that he really didn't have his best stuff, which I think has kind of been a trend for him. I'm not sure Zach has really had his best stuff his last few times out, really. Uh, but he continues to bat. He continues to be productive, even on these inevitable days that happen to every starting pitcher in baseball, where you just yeah. don't really have your you just don't really have your stuff like you do um, most of the time. So um, hopefully Zach Gallen at some point can you know get back to to really being the dominant pitcher that we know he can be. Uh, rather than being the you know the damage limiter, uh, he went through some some rough spots in this one. Bases loaded, nobody out at one point in this game. So, um, but he got out of it. He, he did. Of he it. did. That was impressive. You're right, though. But to get himself in that uh, situation isn't great. He also really isn't mixing it up well. I mean, between his knuckle curve and his four seam fastball, that was 80 percent of the pitches that he threw today. He's not yeah. throwing. He's just not throwing the change up like we thought we were going to see. And uh, that's again, what's that's what's amazing about Zach Allen, though, is that he can have days. I mean, 
he's one of not many pitchers who has, you know, four, arguably five, like genuine major league quality pitches that are pretty much all above average. And he's the kind of guy where even if he only has like one of his breaking pitches working on a particular day, even if the curveball is the only out pitch that he has, he can still go out there and give you six innings and two runs in a way that very few other starters are able to. So I think that's a credit to, I mean, just who Zach Gallen is as a pitcher and the variety of ways that he can get outs. But to your point, he didn't have many of those weapons working today. Zach Gallon wasn't the only Zach starting pitcher, uh, named Zach, I should say that that uh, that <laughs> did well in this series. Uh, and actually, the other Zach is our king of the series because of how good he did in his game. Zach Davies yeah. went out there almost through eight innings of scoreless baseball, three hits, six strikeouts. He just looked good doing it. Uh, I think they said it on the broadcast, but it, it looked a bit effortless for him up until that eighth inning, he didn't even look like he was really breaking a sweat against the the Pirates. So it was very encouraging to see his return after uh, that that uh, line drive he took off the shin. And uh, he continues to get better, which is what, you know, this he, he's done all season long, to be honest. he's He's been a nice surprise for the Diamondbacks who picked him up as a free agent um, prior to the season. And again, he wasn't really expected to do much for this team. I mean, a 4.11 ERA in 11 starts. I mean, you'll take that. We've we've said it before. That would be the Diamondbacks' best starting pitcher a year ago uh, by almost a significant margin, depending on the the part of the season you're talking about. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's been he's been really good for the Diamondbacks in, in the role that they've had him in. And um, yeah, I mean, seven and two thirds innings. I thought it was big for the the bullpen to you know take a little bit of a breather in that one. Um, unfortunately, the results for the bullpen still weren't great in the series, even over, I think it was like six and a third innings altogether that we got from the bullpen. But um, obviously those innings could have gone a little bit better. Uh, Chris asked, uh, what did you think about Kelly coming out in the first game? Even though he struggled, I wanted him to start the sixth. Uh, and she says, I have that little faith in the bullpen. And I, I don't know if there's that little faith in, in the pen, but in that game, they definitely made it closer than it needed to be for sure. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, again, the, the bullpen, the one thing I will say that's unfortunate is outside of, uh, really Joe Mantiply, you, you don't know what you're going to get some days out of anybody in the bullpen. I mean, Kyle Nelson and Noe Ramirez have definitely proved themselves to be, uh, reliable, but still, yeah. you know, you, you still don't know if they're going to come in and, and be a lockdown reliever. That's what, pitching is man right i mean the bullpen so far at the very least has been better over the last month and that's one thing that we wanted yeah. to see uh and i i don't know i mean i'm i've started i guess on on the opposite of what chris is saying i've started to lose faith just a little bit in starting pitching so at times i'd like to see them kind of take these guys out prior to them giving up that big run that's kind of been the secret to their success early on this season is protecting starting pitching a little bit, making sure that they maintain that confidence as, as you know, they go out there for one start after the next. I think the bullpen is, I mean, it's funny because if, if you look at just like bullpen ERA across baseball, the Diamondbacks are in the bottom five of the league and they're in the bottom five in most categories when it comes to the bullpen. Um, ah, however, ah, 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 Jesse, you're wrong. They're in the bottom six. The bottom six. All right. <laughs> I apologize. The bottom yeah, six. Get it, get um, right. 
But if I mean, if you look across the board at at statistics for relievers, the Diamondbacks as a team do rank near the bottom. I think in strikeout rate, I think they are dead last in baseball in strikeout rate. Um, so there's some concerning signs there. Um, right but I that. think that I think somehow there's been um, I don't know. I, I think the bullpen in some ways has been misperceived over the last few weeks as being a little bit lesser than it than it's been. I mean, there aren't that many teams that have, um, you know, a Kyle Nelson and a Joe Mantiply who both have thrown pretty substantial innings and have sub two ERAs at this point. I mean, Noe Ramirez is is like a mid three ERA at this point in the season. Caleb Smith um, has an ERA of around three uh, since his return from the minor league, since getting called up again. So um, I know there's, you know, there's certainly reasons to be frustrated and, and, you know, obviously the bullpen wasn't great in this series, but I do think it's a better bullpen than those numbers probably indicate at this yeah. point. And, and lately, especially right. Like, because again, they were very bad early on. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Over the last early month, on. They've been much better. Uh, interesting. You're right. The bullpen actually ranks dead last in strikeouts. Yeah. Um, and one thing I find really interesting about that is that uh, the tied for second for last, I guess you should say, or for the least amount of strikeouts in all of baseball is Colorado, whose bullpen has the worst ERA in all of baseball. Yeah. And Houston Astros, they both have 168 strikeouts as a as a unit, right? The Houston Astros are number one. They have the best bullpen in all of baseball. Well, my guess is have the Astro the Astros bullpen is probably thrown a lot fewer innings because I mean, their starters when, work deeper in games, maybe. When you talk, I don't have, unfortunately, don't have that. You probably that probably right. doesn't fully that probably doesn't fully explain it though. That's no, pretty not weird. at all. Not at all. And I mean, again, though, I think the thing here is is that uh strikeouts from a bullpen isn't the biggest factor. Well, actually, yeah, Cleveland actually has less than the Diamondbacks or eh, less than those two teams. So, but like, Cle- like it doesn't, doesn't factor in as much because it's not necessarily the strikeouts. I think that are important when it comes to relief pitching. That's what we've seen kind of out of Mantiply, right? Mantiply isn't yeah. like the sexiest relief pitcher. And I don't mean that based on his incredible body. I mean that based on <laughs> the, 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 you know, watching him, it's, it's going to, tend to be a little boring at times there's not going to be a lot of strikeouts but it's going to be effective uh he might even allow a hit here or there but he just doesn't allow runs yeah and that's what he's been very good at this year i um, mean i i think you have to you have to recognize that even at their best very few of the diamondbacks bullpen arms are strikeout pitchers that, that's just not really their identity and not being a strikeout pitcher doesn't necessarily mean you're a bad reliever right uh, in sure. some cases it does. Um, some guys need to strike out <laughs> in order to succeed. It, it's, it's not a good thing. Um, but I mean, there's also like the Brad Ziegler's of the world, right? One of the best diamondbacks relievers of all time who really was never a, a big strikeout guy. Um, the ground ball of course was, um, you know, was the way that he would get a lot of his outs. So the D backs, even at their best, the bullpen is not going to get that many strikeouts probably. Um, but I mean, there comes a point when it's just so few that you just really can't be effective by relying on, you know, soft contact. It's, it's going to be really hard to pull that off. Uh, Yeah, you're right. You're right. But, uh, there's two ways to go at it. There's ways to be aggressive, right? And then there's ways to be effective and, uh, aggressive, aggressiveness doesn't always lead to effectiveness. Right. Um, but, but, uh, the same can't be said when purchasing edibles, Jesse, 
just because you're very aggressive in your edible purchasing doesn't mean that that doesn't lead to more effectiveness uh, because per edibles can be very aggressive. They can be very <laughs> aggressive. They can also be extremely effective, almost too effective, Jesse. And that's uh, that's why you got to watch your dosages. Remember what Uncle Derek says, uh, you buy the ticket, you take the ride. You, you can't untake it. But what you can do is go over to our friends at OG's Brands, wherever you can find them at your local dispensary near you and purchase some of their wonderful edibles. They have a variety of flavors, a variety of doses. Uh, you can get a 10 milligram dose, which will get you where you need to go a little faster and a little more aggressive, or you can go with the three milligram microdose, which might just be the perfect way to spend a nice afternoon uh, that you doing something you don't want to do. Edibles are the perfect way. Uh, and Jesse, you know, I, I, Earmuffs. You can earmuff this whole segment, Jesse. <laughs> but edibles are the perfect way uh, to make a bad thing you don't want to do more fun, right? And that includes watching the Diamondbacks uh, hit one, get one run in 20 innings of, of baseball. So make sure to stop by OG's, uh, your local dispensary, and get some OG's brand uh, gummies. They have a wonderful variety of flavors, too. The pina colada, orange cream skull, blackberry, all sorts of wonderful flavors. Um, you can get them uh Anywhere you can get your uh, local marijuana edible goods. If you're if you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of brands that OG uh, that flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, go to ogsbrands.com. That's o g e e z brands.com to find OG's near you and to find maybe what flavor you want to go pick up. Uh, I'm going to suggest a pina colada to get over this loss. That's the OG's Brands flavor of the week. Is, is pina colada. Um, so make sure to do that. Go try our friends at ogsbrands.com. Uh, by the way, speaking of ogsbrands.com, uh, I thought I was on edibles a little bit, uh, Jesse. I thought I might have taken too many uh, when I was plugging in the numbers for this upcoming road trip the Diamondbacks had. And I was just, I was writing W's all over the place. I was writing W's <laughs> all over the place. But they are now one and two right now currently on uh, this entire road trip and they venture out to Cincinnati next, which is again, another very winnable series against a beatable team. Uh, they have four games against the reds, three games against the Philadelphia Phillies and a chance Jesse to extend their lead in the Keystone state. I'm not sure if you knew this, but the diamondbacks are the Kings of the Keystone state since 2017, the D backs are now 20 and 10 in the state of Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is 20 and, 10. 20 and 10. Suck it, Dodgers. We know how to win in Pennsylvania, unlike you guys. Well, the Diamondbacks didn't exactly show it over the last I know. Three days well, there, I but... know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those pirates, they're tough. Um, but the Diamondbacks do have uh some favorable matchups in that series coming up. And more yeah. importantly, it's uh, we we talked about the Pirates series kind of turning a little bit on us, Jesse, when we thought it was going to be a more winnable series than it was after we saw the way the Dodgers struggled with them. But hopefully that's not the case. These Reds seem like this is a four-game series. The Diamondbacks should come in, hopefully find their bats somewhere along the way between Pittsburgh and Cincinnati and, and have the offense return for this four-game series. Yeah, they're going to need the bats to to wake up. And uh, Cincinnati is a wonderful place to go uh, to get that to happen. Uh, that's, <laughs> been a, that's been a hitter's ballpark for, for quite a while. Although I guess um, I'm not sure if a humidor was just added there, if that's something they already had. I want to say they had one there already. Um, you know, maybe the ball's not flying out of 
a great American ballpark like it used to be. But uh, yeah, and there's a lot of guys who really enjoy enjoy hitting in Cincinnati. So hopefully the Diamondbacks can get things to turn around offensively. Um, probable pitchers, Jesse. I think that so far, uh, I mean, I would have liked to see Zach Gallen maybe start the series for them, but uh, the Diamondbacks still kind to, of have a to hold throw, throw back-to-back games, just have Zach Gallen start again. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly what I want. Okay. I want Zach Gallen throwing back-to-back games. No, I mean, uh, we got Tyler Gilbert filling in for Humberto Castellanos in game two, and don't know when we'll see Castellanos back or necessarily if we will. I think that uh, the the door is open right now for Tyler Gilbert to come in here and pitch well and potentially secure that position for himself. It'll be interesting. I mean, game one, the matchup is, is Madison Bumgarner against Hunter Green. Um, and Hunter Green is, a, I mean, he's a fascinating pitcher. He's 22 years old. Um, he has not pitched particularly well overall this season. Um, he's two and seven with a 6.19 ERA. Uh, but the man throws like 102 miles an hour at times. So um, it'll be interesting to see how the Diamondbacks fare against him in game one. But uh, yes, to what you're saying about Humberto Castellanos, the door does appear to be open. I mean, I, I think Castellanos pitched pretty well uh, overall. I don't think people are too disappointed with with the job that he did overall i know his last couple starts weren't great um but as a number five starter in your rotation you know i mean you're you're not necessarily expecting the guy to be an ace every day um right so i think he was respectable but tyler gilbert in the in the sample which is pretty limited that we've seen uh, of him as a big leaguer he's also looked you know kind of in a similar spot not dominant but certainly capable of keeping you in a baseball game, maybe arguably more so than, than what we've seen from Humberto Castellanos this year. So um, Gilbert's another lefty. I guess that that kind of changes the look of the rotation as well. So we'll, we'll yeah. have to see how he does. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, the Diamondbacks uh, might not be doing great in the NL West, but I have some updates for the All-City Division. And that is That's the only division that matters. This is right? the only division that matters. For the time being, we're on top. 26 and 29. What a horrible division, by the way. I just needed to point that out. Um, <laughs> we all suck, but if we're going to suck, we're going to suck together, damn it. And we're all going to be like toiling in mediocrity, right? But at least the Diamondbacks are the least mediocre team for the time being. Uh, I'd like to point out they also have the best all city record as well. So just saying it's crazy well, how close, like, they're all of the, all of the, all city teams are within yeah. two and a half games of each other. Like yeah. that's, that's wild. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. We're like I said, we're all going to, we're all going to suck. We're all going to suck together, but I'm excited now because I want to thank you guys. Uh, we have been building this show, this website, everything we do here at PHNX uh, for what has it been now, Jesse, seven, eight months now. And yeah. uh, we're really excited that things are rolling in the direction we are rolling. We are so excited to have reached 3,000 Twitter followers, and we couldn't have done it without all of you guys. We thank you guys for participating in our in our fun, not only chats, but sharing our stuff and getting more people to kind of know that we exist. Um, so for that, in honor of that, I'm going to go ahead and pull a winner right now for our T-shirt contest, which I had on Twitter. And I am going to do my best here uh, to share my screen. 
screen here. Hold on one second. Oh, wow. We I get to watch this. this happen. Yeah, we're going to watch this happen live, Jesse. This is going to happen. Oh, I got to go do something to make it do it. Okay, I'm going to just pull it because it doesn't want to let me do it without some sort of permission. So I'm spinning it. I got, let's see, we got quite a few names on here. I got everybody who retweeted uh, and and uh, participated in our in our uh, contest. So here we go. I'm spinning. The spinning's happening. I don't know if you hear that. Uh, hear we're coming it. down. It is landing on. Oh, David Haney 11 is our winner. David Haney at David underscore Haney 11. Uh, so if that's you, congratulations on winning. And we will be in contact with you to get you out uh, all the details to get you your free shirt from phnxlocker.com. If you didn't win, my apologies, but you can still go over to phnxlocker.com. If you're a member, by the way, at gophnx.com, uh, you get not only members only access to our Discord, but members only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. So keep an eye out for that if you are a member. Uh, and if you are, we thank you so much for being a member of this whole thing that we're trying to do here so congratulations to david haney on the shirt congratulations to all of you guys for being arizona diamondbacks fans i i don't know why i'm congratulating you on that i just i think that you made a good choice i think you <laughs> you, you made good decisions and you're here with us now and we're happy to have you be part of the family uh diamondbacks like i said have the reds coming up and we will be all over that uh by the way we brought it up earlier in the show, but if you haven't done so already, go over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use our promo code of PHNX. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals, and you will get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Jesse, last week I told you guys, go bet. Go get down on that promotion that they had. And not only did the Golden State Warriors go up by 10, but the Boston Celtics won the game. So no matter which way you bet on that game, you won. And it might be because of me. So you're welcome if you did. Uh, I don't want to talk about what happened with my bet, but that's a whole other thing. Um, we thank you guys so much for checking out the show and going to the DraftKings Sportsbook. If you or you, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Wyoming, 1-800-NEXT-STEP here in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, New Hampshire, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org backslash chat in Connecticut. Uh, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 8778-HOPE-NY, text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon, call text Tennessee Redline in Tennessee, that's 1-800-889-9789, or 1-800-532-3500 in Virginia. It's 21 and over only, physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only, minimum $5 deposit required, 18 years up and over in Wyoming. Eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Get down on the DraftKings Sportsbook. It's the official sports betting partner of the NBA. We don't have a lot of time left for that, by the way. The NBA action is about to be over. And then, of yeah. course, it's hot It's hot MLB boys summer all season long. We'll get down on the MLB action over at the DraftKings Sportsbook, which you can right now, by the way. I'm getting down on it. Uh, I don't know which way I'm going to bet on the Arizona Diamondbacks because right now they're a very confusing team to me still. Um, 
we knew what we were getting into though with this pirates team right jesse like this really isn't a surprise yeah. yet it somehow is i feel like because the diamondbacks hung around in these games so closely they did i mean these were competitive games i don't know if they were that fun to watch uh <laughs> relatively speaking i mean the diamondbacks had one the first hit. one was alec thomas with two fucking home runs is fun to watch that's never not fun. that's to watch. true that's true but i mean they had one hit with runners in scoring position the whole series they were one for 17 so it it was uh it was a little little tough on the eyeballs um in pittsburgh <laughs> uh unlike the ballpark which is one oh, of the beautiful most beautiful ballparks we're gonna have to wind up there at some point but um For sure shout out to spencer ogara by the way uh one of our listeners who was there uh yeah out, not only in our shirt but in a diamondbacks shirt he had jersey on he had everything so it's good to see representation uh in that in that pittsburgh uh you know we don't get a lot of that the hostile the hostile pittsburgh the hostile, yeah the unfriendly <laughs> confines pnc <laughs> park but uh, yeah, again, the Diamondbacks have bounced back nicely so far from adversity this season, and hopefully they can do the same thing on this road trip, considering that they do have some very winnable games ahead of them. Uh, we yeah. thank you guys so much for joining us. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss any of the wonderful content coming out whenever we go live uh, here on PHNX from us or any of the other teams uh, at all. You don't want to miss any of it. It's great stuff. Uh, we thank you guys again. Make sure you go sign up at gophnx.com uh, and use our code of PHNX over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. On behalf of Jesse and myself, we appreciate your time on this Sunday. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's way more fun when the Diamondbacks can actually win on Sunday. <laughs>